0: Some last-minute thoughts and encouragement regarding the election tomorrow on this episode of Between the Lines. greetings to you on what has turned out to be a very rainy Monday evening here in the greater Cincinnati, Northern Kentucky area. I'm Peter Larufa, and welcome to Between the Lines. I just wanted to share some brief thoughts on the election that is taking place tomorrow. Now, some of these are adapted from a position paper that I, along with our elders, put out two years ago for the presidential election in 2016, and I've tweaked some of them and adapted them to uh, perhaps fit some of the thoughts that I'm having right now with regards to the midterm elections that will take place tomorrow. One thing you can count on preceding just about any election is a lot of hyperbole from both sides, and the church is certainly not exempt from this. For example, in recent speeches that were given by both former President Barack Obama and current President Donald Trump, both of these individuals— now keep in mind, both of them having won American presidential elections themselves— both of them have declared specifically that this midterm election might just be more important than their own elections as president— of the United States. Now, I appreciated what Al Mohler had to say in his uh, podcast this morning on the briefing. He said, quote, this declaration is almost assuredly true whenever it is made. That's simply because as we move forward in history, the political stakes don't go lower. They seem always to get higher. That means that this election is, in that sense, the most important election of our lifetimes. So also will be the 2020 presidential elections. Again, that claim will probably be made credibly in the 2022 midterm elections. That's just the way history is moving forward, end quote. So you see the point he's making. Is this the most important election ever? Yes, because it's the current election. But we also need to remember from a spiritual perspective that this is not the most important election that has ever taken place. That's just something that people say every time an election is about to take place. But the most important election occurred when the Lord decided to ransom a people for himself through the substitutionary death of his son— Our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Elections are important, but let's not lose our head about this, our head being Jesus Christ, Ephesians 1, verses 3 and following. Now, you might also find yourself frustrated at the quandary that you find yourself in as a Christian in this nation, when you can't find yourself squarely on one side of the aisle or the other. And if you do find yourself squarely on one side of the aisle, I would be concerned. Because I think now more than ever, it's harder and harder to, for followers of Christ, to participate in what is essentially a two-party system when any honest, Bible-believing, Bible-reading, thinking Christian realizes that neither the right nor the left embody the ideals of Christ without compromise. Therefore, as you consider your options, It's increasingly frustrating to have to pull a lever in a red or blue category, all the while knowing that in reality, the Word of God and the God of heaven is probably a lot more purple than most care to admit. So you may choose to not vote at all. But then we have that other version of hyperbole where I said before, the church is not exempt, because many people within Christendom will say, all Christians must vote. If you are a Christian, you must vote, and to not do so is compromise or is sinful. And let's just call a spade a spade. The Bible does not say a Christian must vote. There's no command for Christians to participate in the choosing of their leaders. The very concept would have baffled the writers of Scripture themselves. Therefore, you need to be wary of people who attempt to use the Scriptures to show it to be a sin to stay home on any election day. It's never a good thing to use the Scriptures to prove something that they don't speak of. But while the Bible doesn't say that a Christian must vote, I think you should vote, and here's why. Even though voting is not expressly commanded or prohibited in the scriptures, the Bible does show Christians, and mostly lay Christians, meaning Christians who are not in vocational full-time ministry. They take advantage of opportunities to impact people's lives with the gospel and with gospel ideals. Voting is certainly not synonymous with evangelism, but the leaders of our country do affect our life and ministry. For example, freedom of speech matters. It isn't necessary for evangelism, but it sure is helpful to be able to speak about Christ and Christian virtues above ground instead of below. Governments will never stop the spread of the gospel, but many do try. Is there a candidate whose trajectory will help or hurt this? You should vote accordingly. Marriage matters. The family matters. It isn't necessary for the spread of the gospel, but it does help. God gives it to us as a picture of the gospel depicting his love for the church and our trust in his love and leadership for us as we read about in Ephesians chapter 5. Is there a candidate whose trajectory gives you reason to believe they will help or hurt this? You should vote accordingly. People matter. The immigrant matters. The unborn matters. The elderly matters. The refugee matters. All are created in the image of God and are therefore worthy of dignity and worthy of respect. Most importantly, every one of them needs to hear the life-saving truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Is there a candidate whose trajectory and plans will help or hurt this? You should vote accordingly. Now, if you're a Christian, I don't mean to puff you up, but let's face it. There aren't many people like you. Not many people think like you. Not many people have biblically informed values like yours. Precious few people will pray before pulling a lever tomorrow on election day. Not many people have any understanding of the gospel, much less consider it as they participate in the choosing of our leaders. That's why I think, in general, the best place for a Bible-believing Christian to be is in a voting booth on election day rather than at home lamenting the circumstances we find ourselves in. And plus, regardless of the size of the impact you think it will have, if you have an opportunity to speak by voting, why wouldn't you? In what Bible is the silence of Christians lauded? In what scripture is zero impact better than a small one? Why choose to have the same non-impact on government as those in countries who don't even have the option? Since we can, I think we should, and I hope you will too. Remember, our God reigns. So may God bless you as you prayerfully consider what you will do on this and every election day, knowing that it is the Lord himself who rules and reigns over all things in our country, in our world, and in our universe, now and forever.